Nora Speaks is a weekly podcast that tugs at the soul and consciousness of the black community. With show topics such as youth empowerment, education, women's impact, and civic engagement, Nora Speaks challenges the listener to not only join the movement, but be the movement. On the show, you'll learn from insightful guests who have demonstrated capacity in these fields and more, and I'm your host, Nora Muhammad. Welcome to the show. You know, I was so busy putting on my mask and going around other women who were wearing their mask as well, not realizing how similar we were and how much we could help each other if we just, you know, if we just shared. The voice you just heard is of this week's guest and Empowerment Now founder, Davida Garfield. Through Empowerment Now, Davida coaches women to remove the mask and to tell the whole story. The mantra of Empowerment Now is women need other women. And Davida explains not only why we need each other, but also how she became empowered to not only help herself, but to help other women when she removed her own mask. I first met Davida several months back at a Girlfriends Prayer Breakthrough Breakfast hosted by founder of Girlfriends Pray, D.C. Marshall. Since then, I have been compelled to follow Davida as I was quickly impressed with the work she is doing in being the movement for change within our community. In this episode, we talked about the challenges that social media poses, how being transparent without telling our total business benefits us all, and also about her work with young people in juvenile detention centers. You'll see in this episode why Davida is more than a coach and consultant. She is a true mentor showing us all how we can use our challenges as a vehicle to capture the truth and power that resides in us all. I absolutely loved this episode with Davida. I enjoyed it thoroughly, as I know you will as well. You can contact Davida by visiting her website, davidagarfield.com, and you can follow her on her social networks on Facebook, Empowerment Now Davida Garfield, on Instagram, at Davida underscore Empowerment Now, and on Twitter, at Davida Garfield. In the meantime, prepare to be fed and nurtured with this week's guest. Welcome, Davida, to the Nora Speaks podcast. I am so happy to have you on as my guest. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be on. Yes, I'm excited to have you. And uh, just for the listeners who will be listening to this, I met you at Girlfriends Pray Breakthrough Breakfast. It was just like a couple months ago, right? It was, yes, absolutely. Yeah, and that was definitely a powerful thing. So um, so why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? Okay, so my name is Davida Garfield. Um, I am uh, what I would call everything women's empowerment. So um, just have the, you know, just the amazing um, opportunity to share my story and share my experience and use my story and my experience to encourage other women so um, I started my own women's empowerment company where I do coaching um, workshops and facilitate um, just uh, everything surrounding women becoming empowered and realizing that we can reach our goals um, and our dreams despite our current circumstances, no matter what, on purpose and without apology. Okay. So um, let's start at the beginning. You said that you use your story. So do you want to share your story? Sure. Sure, I'll share a little bit of uh, of my story. So, 
my story really, I mean, it starts, I think, with, you know, just, just a typical, I mean, a story that most of us women, you know, all share of um, learning how to be everything for everybody and not so much for ourselves. And um, just that whole process of learning who we are um, as we, um, you know, just kind of evolve and different things start to happen in our lives. So I um, just about a little over three years ago just saw my life change um, in the middle of what I thought was having it all together and just being you know, really busy and trying to be everything to my family. And uh, I just started really feeling tired and achy. Um, for, you know, just unexplained reasons, and that ultimately led to, you know, me just trying to figure out what was going on. I thought it was stress. I thought that, you know, my new job was stressing me out and that life was just stressing me out and ultimately was um, diagnosed with a disease called Cushing's disease. But it wasn't, um, it wasn't before I went through two years of really just um, no one being able to um, understand what was going on with my body. Doctors, you know, no one could understand. And I spent probably a year of that time hiding because it changed my physical appearance, it, but it also changed my personality. You know, I, I was hiding the fact that I was in so much pain and that my body was going through these things that I couldn't explain that I started just hiding from people and really just taken on that, that thing that I think most of us women take on of, you know, putting the mask on, not really showing or, or sharing our true feelings because we still have to take care of business. We have to show up for our families. We have to show up for work and all of our responsibilities and really spent a big part of that time being really depressed and um, ultimately finding out that the depression was a part of the disease process. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately, I was diagnosed with a, a tumor on my brain, which was causing the disease. So um, just on that journey, realized that we really have to take the mask off. And when I started sharing with other women and saying, hey, you know, here's what I'm going through. Here's what I'm feeling. And, and just found like this, um, I was just talk about the power of me too. Um, when you can, you know, look at someone and say, hey, here's what I'm going through, despite what it looks like on the outside. Here's how I feel. And someone, you know, and you look back at that person and say, oh my goodness, me too. And just that power of what happens when we can support each other, when we take the mask off, when we are, you know, just honest about, hey, this doesn't look good every day. I don't feel good every day. I don't get it right every day. And decided to kind of use that to, to, to tap into something that um, I think I hadn't tapped into before. You know, I was so busy putting on my mask and going around other women who were wearing their mask as well, not realizing how similar we were and how much we could help each other if we just, you know, if we just right. shared. So right. It created it kind of almost- this- Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You said it kind of almost. Well, it, it sounds like it sounds like almost the counter the counter movement to I wake up like this. So nobody wakes right. up glammed <laughs> up and you know and, yes. and, and beautiful. Yes. You know, and, and sometimes we wake up not feeling our best. We wake up not looking our best. You know, sometimes we have to put work into it, and there's no shame or there's nothing wrong in talking about the reality of it. Absolutely. I say it all the time, like, hey, I, did, I didn't wake up like this. And I often say that, you know, the picture doesn't, the picture doesn't, um, doesn't always tell the whole story. And, um, and, and just the power, and I created just a, a small group on Facebook and turned into, you know, quickly turned into a thousand women. And it wasn't for any other reason other than let's create a space where we can take our mask off. We don't have to tell all our business and we don't have to share everything, but we can just find this space to say, Hey, you know, and, and uh, you know, here's where I'm struggling. Here's what I'm going through. And then let's also encourage each other. 
for, for no other reason other than, you know, just that power of that compliment that, you know, that someone's thinking of you that, you know, that oftentimes we just kind of go through life and go through this world, we go through our day. And if somebody would just stop and take the time to say, hey, or hey, girl, you look nice, you know, <laughs> that right. like just the, how that can change just the course of your day. And that just turned into a movement. It turned into like something that I didn't expect. But it was also, I always say I, I cheat by um, soaking up the energy and, and the, from, from just positive women because it created something for me at a time when most of the women didn't even know that I was going through this, this disease and this life-threatening, you know, situation, but it created a space for me to not focus on it so much and, mm. and really put myself in this positive space. And I truly believe that changing my mindset, letting my guard down, you know, and, and really just being more transparent about where I was um, really saved my life. Because it, it, you know, it, it allowed me to get fuel from, you know, from the from this whole other space that I wasn't in before that. I was so depressed. I was so angry. I found myself, you know, if you were angry, then I wanted to be with you too, so we could be angry together. And you know, but when you change that mindset, and and that really led into me um, wanting to kind of look at the coaching aspect and really looking at that mindset work. You know, I there was so much that needed to be done in order for me not just to get better from a medical standpoint, but just from a mental and emotional standpoint, I had to change my mindset. I had to believe right. I was going to get better. I had to believe I deserved to get better. That's right. <laughs> and and right. So yeah, yeah. When you, when you were first noticing those physical changes, did you go to the doctor right away or did you put it off or were you too busy? You know how a lot of times as women, we take care of everybody else and we kind of put ourselves last and we ignore it and maybe it'll go away or, you know, I take some Robitussin or Advil, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. No, absolutely. That's exactly what we do. Now, I happen to be, I was in healthcare, so I really had no excuse. I had no excuse to really ig- ignore my body. Initially, I did because I thought, oh, well, I'm just tired. You know, well, you know, and, and I, wasn't, I wasn't taking any extra care to get more sleep because I was working so hard to be this perfect person that I thought I was supposed to be, you know, in my corporate space. But mm-hmm. what really happened for me was when I, I started to have really bad anxiety attacks and when I couldn't function at work, when I, you know, when I had my first really bad anxiety attack at work, I said, you know what, I got to go figure this out. So let me go figure it out. I'm going to go to the doctors. And the first thing, you know, they said was, well, hey, you know, you're probably going through some sort of depression. You should probably go to therapy. Hey, we can recommend, you know, some, um, some, some drugs, you know, some medication for you to take. And it wasn't really the route that I wanted to take at the time. So initially I said, you know what, I'll just, I'll just handle it myself. You know, I'll, I'll figure it out. And I did that for quite a, quite a while. And it wasn't until I literally, I had this, I, I, I had this moment and this was kind of around a time that I was wanting to start this women's group and trying to figure out how do I get into the space where I can not just help myself, but help other women that I literally had to, I realized that I had to look at my whole entire body, my whole entire self. So mental, physical, spiritual, you know, emotional, and I was lacking like in every single area. And, and I, you know, really decided that I said, you know, I, I finally said, hey, I had a conversation with God, and I said, God, I, I can't fix this. I'm trying to fix it. It's getting out of control. I don't know what it is. I'm going to the doctors. They're telling me I'm crazy. I'm gaining this weight. They're telling me go on a diet. You know, all of these things are going on. I'm 35, and I have hypertension and diabetes, and this just doesn't make sense. And 
when I feel like when I gave it to God and I said I, I, I wanted to be healed on all those levels, and I was tired of going to the doctors and them treating like body parts. I started going to doctors. Right. She'd she send me one place. they say, well, it's this. It's your reproductive system. She sent me to the rheumatologist. She sent me to a neurologist. And, and it was just all of these. And I'm like, I'm one whole person. And until I heal this whole person, and, and really start looking at myself as a whole person. And so I went on a whole battle of a year, went from not going to the doctors to now I'm going to every doctor because I'm trying right. to figure this thing out. And no one's able to figure it out. And so finally I said, you know what, I need to stop. And, you know, I wanted to kind of do something more holistic, and I was really believing in where I was spiritually, and I was ready to just, you know, give up on the medications. I was on antidepressants. I was going to the therapist. I was going to the rheumatologist. And when I finally said that enough is enough and I need to, I need to be my own advocate because I know that there's something bigger than whatever this they're telling me in all these different spaces, that um, my rheumatologist, I said, hey, look, I'm done with these meds. He said, I'll send you to a holistic, holistic doctor. And I described, I became like this micromanager. I could tell you everything that was going on in my body. And I described one symptom, and that one symptom was the light bulb that led him to this disease, which is a rare disease, which is why so many people don't know about it and um and but it but it fit me and I had never even heard of it I had no idea and I go home and I look it up and it was my picture it was my picture of what my wow. life had looked like for the last two years and even and and I realized just how big it how big it was to become my own advocate and I said I'm definitely you know here I go like, well thank you God for another experience to share with other people because maybe it's not my disease but you know we really have to learn how to be in tune with our bodies um, especially as women, and really be our own advocate um, in terms of, you know, of, of what good health means and looks like for ourselves, like individually. So that was like, that was just, it was just a big journey for me um, to finally, you know, get to that point where I could, you know, be my advocate and, and really got to the root of what my problem was. Right, and it sounds like in, in, in starting the movement to help other women and to open up doors or a platform for other women, you found support and help for yourself. I, you know, just in, in this, that, that whole health experience and that whole just, I feel like it was just an experience of you know, just being more aware of my, my whole entire self and being okay with it and loving it, that I wanted to, to really, you know, be able to create a space where women can say, hey, listen, everything I do is going to be on purpose. I'm going to live on purpose. And so often we apologize. We apologize for, you know, we put so many other things before ourselves that, you know, let's create a space where we can stop, you know, using um, ourselves and life as a reason that we don't live on purpose and that we don't reach our goals. So despite what your current circumstances look like and despite that, you know, hey, I'll wait till the kids get older or I'll wait until, um, until my health is better or I'll wait until I lose weight, that, that we can get out of our own way and we can reach our goals right now on purpose and without apology. So uh, with a lot of the women, that I, with the women that I work with, I work one-on-one coaching and group coaching. The idea and the concept is if I deal with the mindset stuff, so if I do the work to get out of my own way, change, change my mindset, then I could create a clear plan with, um, you know, for my goals with, you know, with clear action steps and some sense of accountability so that I can truly see, um, see my goals become my reality. And so I provide the space to, to support women as they do that. Right. I love that because a lot of times we don't realize that we materialize what we verbalize. And a lot of times in our language, we use self-defeating language. So we tell ourselves, that we can't do it um, or that it's impossible for us before we 
even start implementing the idea. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so sometimes, you know, you'll have these goals and you'll say, hey, I want to do this thing. But if you, you know, if you haven't changed your mindset or your mind about it and about your ability and your right and, and to actually do it and accomplish it, then how are you actually going to get there? So we kind of, we almost, you know, we almost defeat ourselves before we even, you know, before we even have the opportunity to see if it's, you know, if it's a possibility for it to become our reality. So, it, you know, it really is about doing that, doing that work. I call it doing your, your daily work, you know, every day mm-hmm. to, to be the best mm-hmm. version of yourself. So in talking about doing the work, I know that you wrote a letter to yourself. Uh, do you want to share why you wrote a letter to yourself and how that impacts you? Is it something that you review daily? Is it something that you review weekly? Or is it kind of on an as-needed basis? So um, it's actually something that I review often. I review it especially when I need to remind myself um, of why I wrote the letter in the first place and, and, you know, just everything that I say in the, you know, that I said to myself in the letter. But the letter really came, it came after, you know, really this process of doing the work doing the work to change my mindset. And, you know, when we talk about, our, I talk about your story and our stories, you know, our stories are, you know, they, they continue to, to be written. And oftentimes we don't appreciate, you know, every experience, every part of our journey. We can tell, you know, I can tell you all day about the good stuff, but oftentimes we don't necessarily want to share the stuff that's not so good because we think people don't want to hear it or, or we're ashamed of it. So I realized after my sickness and even after, you know, finding this wonderful space of, of being able to, you know, be in a space with empowerment women and empower other women, that there was still a large, a, a big part of my story that I wasn't telling. And um, had this experience of um, just speaking to a group of young women, and they were teenagers, and they were in this juvenile detention center, and they were in trouble. And But listening to, and, and initially thinking, I'm not even going to be able to relate to these young ladies. But mm. once I got there, I'm listening to them talk about, you know, self-esteem. They were talking about how they felt about where they were. They were talking about their relationships with their parents, and they were talking about molestation and being raped and all of these things. And immediately I heard myself in their stories. And I realized that that was the story I wasn't telling. That was a story that, you know, no one wants to hear. It's a shameful story. And I realized that it was a part of my my whole entire journey. And that if I had that story and I'm listening to these young ladies, how powerful would it be if I shared it and, mm-hmm. and, and put – and, and, and to be able to help someone, because I remember, I don't remember anyone sharing their story with me when it, ha- when it was happening to me, you know, and, and I – I, I wrote my book, and it's called Tell the Whole Story, <laughs> Embrace Your Journey to Become Amazing on Purpose, and it really was my, it was a release for me. It was a release, but it was also, you know, my way of being able to share my story, not in a let me just tell you all these horrible things that happen kind of way, but in a, you know, here's the process I went from, and, and here's how I became this 35-year-old with this mask on who was, you know, in this place of just so used to not sharing how I really felt and not, and not sharing, not being able to connect with other people because I was ashamed that you would think I was weak if you, if you saw that I was hurting. And I did that emotionally for so many years that when the physical things happened with my health, there was no wonder that I, it was so easy for me to try to hide it because that was who I had become my whole life. The, you know, was, was a part, you know, that was an experience for me. So that's, it, it was no surprise that I woke up the way I did at 35 and sick and not being able to figure it out. And mm-hmm. I had been carrying these things in, inside of me 
my whole entire life. And so as a part of my healing, I know you asked me about the letter, but the letter was, uh, it was an apology and, and an acceptance of myself. Mm-hmm. You know, and I say to myself, like, hey, you know, I am sorry that you took so long to finally love yourself, so long to finally put you, you first, you know, so long to, um, to finally accept that you are amazing, you know, just as you are. And, and then I told myself that I was proud of myself. I was proud of the work that I had done to, you know, to become um, a better person, you know, not just for me, but for other women and to be a voice for other women that haven't found their voice and, you know, to be a better mother. And, 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 and I think that it was, it was so freeing for me because oftentimes we don't give ourselves credit, you know, for, for the work that we have done, you know? You're right. You're right. You know what, um, Davida, in talking about, I'm just backing up a little bit, in talking about the young, young women um, and, and the girls, and I too work with uh, young people who find themselves in unfortunate circumstances. And when you walk into the room, the presentation suggests, suggests to them oh, you'd never relate to anything that I've went through or anything I'm going through, right? And so I think it's Mm -hmm. great that we can break down the process and say, no, I very well may have been exactly where you are. I mean, and sometimes we do have a tendency to kind of compete in in our pain or in our misery, but young people a lot of times think that you can't relate because of your presentation. You're too well put together to have any experience like I have when the fact of the matter is, no, I've overcome the experiences that you have, and I can help you do the same. Absolutely. Dora, listen, when I walked in that day, and I'm, I'm meeting with these young ladies, and this was, you know, it, it's amazing because now I actually have a girls' mentoring group. But before then, I thought, oh, no, pe- women are my – my peers are, are my audience, and, and that's my community. Right. And I, I, can't, I can't relate to these young ladies. But when I walked in, the first thing they said was, oh, your eyebrows are on fleek, and they're looking at, they're looking at my makeup, right. and, 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 th- and this is what they see. And when I started to – to hear, like I said, when I started to hear their words and, and what they were sharing, and I, 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 I saw myself immediately, I had to say to them, I said, hey, you know, same thing you said, I didn't wake up like this. And that, right. you know, despite what you see, and that's, that's kind of where I, I really started to, you know, really be okay with, hey, the picture doesn't always tell the whole story. And it's nice. We should make ourselves up and we should, you know, we should feel, do whatever we need to do to feel good about ourselves. I love makeup. Um, and I love, to, I love to look nice. But, yes. but, but I think that we need to be really honest, and especially with our young, our young women, yes. that, that yes. you know, that we have had the same experiences, and that despite what it looks like, I always talk about that Instagram, you know, I, I love selfies, you can make yourself look the exact way you want to look, and you can you filter, can the, filter picture. That you want. you can use the filter, and I do it, I do it all, because, you know, yes. I want to look my best when, when I see it, but, you know, we have to be, you know, keep in mind that that picture is not always the real the real deal. And, right. you know, I think when we're, when we're more honest with our young ladies, because I think that I thought I would look at other people and say, oh, my gosh, their life must be perfect. You know, look at them. They have nice clothes. They have nice hair. And I didn't have any of those things. And, you know, and, and that my life was horrible, but theirs had to be perfect. But I had no idea what they went through to get to that point. And because right. no one was sharing it, then how was I supposed to know? 
So what I do with my girls and my girls' mentoring program is I tell them, listen, we're everyday work in progress. And I get them to, I get them to share and relate, like to really understand that I relate to them by sharing with them. I call it my moment of transparency. So, and we talk about things that we did great and things that we didn't do so great. So right. please know that, like, I talk to you, but, hey, I still have an attitude sometimes. You know, I don't, <laughs> always, right, say the, right. I don't, know, I don't always say the right thing. I don't always treat the people I love, you know, in the nicest way. But the key is, like, I, I need you to know that we're on the same page here. You don't, you're not going to get everything right every day. The key is to keep doing the work to try to get it right, to keep doing right. the work to, and, and to know that I don't have to be perfect. And, and, you know, hey, sometimes my eyebrows look great. Sometimes they look a little crooked. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, it's the, it's the work that I put in every day to try to be the best version of myself. And I right. think that that's, as opposed to, like, selling them this dream of, like, one day your life's going to look perfect. Because guess right. what? It's not. It's not. Right. Fairy so, tales don't exist. Mm-mm. No, mm-hmm. no. And I think that so, that's the one thing I missed as a, as a child. I'm sorry. I, I feel like I, all I had was what I saw, and no one was really telling me or sharing that, hey, like, you're going to go through life, and you're going to experience things. You can still be amazing. You can still be great and do great things, but, but it's okay. This is a part of your journey. That's right. Yeah. I was, I was just talking with um, one of my sons recently, and I was explaining to him that at some point in his life, and it may happen sooner than later, that he's going to have an experience that he will feel as if no one's ever experienced it. His mm-hmm. life will never be the same, and, um, and everybody will laugh at him. And, and I, I was telling him that because it's important that young people know that you are going to fall and you're going to fall hard. Mm-hmm. And, and whether it's a relationship that goes sour, whether it's it's an embarrassment, whether it's a public embarrassment, whether you make a mistake, um, you know, a, a coworker of mine was talking about when she got pregnant in high school and just like, oh my gosh! But every circumstance has the opportunity for us to grow and learn and progress from it. And Absolutely. the mistake or the the error or the embarrassment is not the end of the world, but we can use that, you know, in creating character. And, it, and I think it's important we let them know you're going to have these moments and you're going to get through it because sometimes they just get stuck in the moment. They get stuck in the failure. They get stuck in the in, inadequacy. They get stuck in the low self-esteem and confidence. But that's just, like you said, that's just a part of it. And, and it's a part of it, absolutely. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very uh, momentary part of it where we look at the, you know, the, the lifespan that we have in front of us. Absolutely, absolutely. I think it's so important. And I, I talk to my young, my my young ladies about the same thing, all, you know, all the time. I'm like, yeah. you know, this is it, it. But and and I'll talk to them about, like you said, you said to your son, you know, you're going to experience these things, and it's okay to feel what you feel in that moment. Right. So when you feel like, hey, this is the worst thing, and I and, and I've never felt this kind of pain, you know, it's okay to be in it in that moment because I think that that's where the true lesson. You're right. That's where the true lesson comes from, you know. And if you're able to to take that lesson and 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 then slowly move out of it, you know, that's the true victory. You know, it, it really Absolutely. is. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. That love is that. a victory. Moving out of it. So, um, give us a couple or two or three um, techniques or practices that we can do working on our mindset, when we kind of have the stinking thinking or the self-defeating mentality, what can we do to shift ourselves into a positive mindset? Um, okay. All right. So one of the things that I always talk to um, to 
um, to women about is really identifying, you know, I was asking you, like, what's stopping you? You know, so you have that thing, you have that dream, you have that goal you want to you wanna accomplish, and, and maybe you've had it for um, a, a year, maybe you've had it for 10 years, 20 years. You know, what is stopping you? And, and I think that that's the first work, to identify, and, and I would say even list it, like make a real list. What's stopping you from, from reaching that goal once you've identified whatever that is? And, and then as you, you know, after you make that list, have a conversation with yourself and, and say, okay, you know, is this thing really stopping me and why? Mm. And what can I do to, to, to remove it as a barrier? And I always, I mean, and I've done this, I do it as an exercise actually in my workshops. You know, when, when you make that list, by the time you actually go through it realistically, like sometimes you got to put eyes on something in, in order to be able to recognize it and face it. Like you got to own it, right? So once you actually make that list and you go through it, but you end up, you start crossing stuff off that list. At the end of the list, there's nothing on there. You realize that it is right. you. <laughs> it is you. Right. That you have created these barriers that you, 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 you've literally put, even when it comes to finances. I mean, we're, we're quick to say, if I had this amount of money, then I would do, right. you know. I, but, and, and when you start to realize that, you know, you got to break all of these things down um, and, and really figure out what the source is. And then you, before you can really start to make a plan, and that's why I always say, I'm, I'm all about planning. I love goals. I love plans. I call, I call them like your strategic life plan. I love them because I'm, 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 I have a marketing background. So it's all I know is how to, how to create a strategic plan. But I believe that, you know, that plan can't happen until you've done that work to really, you know, get out of your own way. Another thing, um, which is just another a tip of, you know, the, and this is something that I literally had to do. Um, I went to, let's say, you know, I decided I was going to, you know, go for a position in my job or, and I, I did this with myself all the time, or I was going to do, you know, anything new that I was going to try, I would immediately tell myself that, no, I'm not going to get the job. No, I'm not going to be good enough. And, and, and those thoughts came so easily for me. And then I would let them just kind of like spiral out of control. So a part of the work that I had to do during that time when I really started to do the work and, and was trying to get healthy was the minute that thought came, I stopped myself and I replaced it with a positive, mm. with something positive, whether I believed it or not. <laughs> and, right. and, and and I repeatedly, you know, rep- replaced that that negative that negative thought. So if it was, hey, I'm not going to get the job, I said, no, I'm absolutely going to get the job. I'm qualified for the job. I deserve this job. And and right. and, and I would and and, and it, it sounds silly, but it really, you know, when you put yourself in that daily practice of you know rephrasing those negative mm-hmm. thoughts, you start to think different. You start to feel different, and then right. it absolutely becomes you know who you are. So, and, 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 and it doesn't go away. It's a, it's an everyday thing. You know, I could be on, on high in so many areas of my life. And then that one thing will, will creep back in where I'm doubting myself again, or, I, or I'm telling myself something negative and I have to, well, you know got to keep doing it. I think, I believe, I believe that we're, cult, that this culture that we're in is programming us to doubt ourselves and programming Absolutely. us to look outside ourselves for strength, wisdom, power, um, because, and, and this is something that I share with young people, because marketers want to keep consumers. And if you feel adequate and fine and, and if, you know, you feel like you're super, then they can't convince you that you're not. And so if you buy my product, you know, you'll finally be at status quo. So I, I really Absolutely. think that's part of the culture that um, we are being conditioned to think less of ourselves um, because it's beneficial to others. No, absolutely, absolutely, and that's why I think there's just so much power of you know just of of 
being so being aware of yourself and aware of your own power and aware of you know what you're you're able to accomplish because I do I think that that we do we have this this culture that's just that absolutely works against us yeah. you know just being being self-aware so absolutely right and and in doing your daily practice I mean we are constantly bombarded with messages that we are not good enough and so we have to do the work like you said we have to do the work daily uh, hourly. Um, you know, sometimes <laughs> to remind ourselves that, you know, to counter, counteract that, that programming and that conditioning that's happening to us. I mean, we drive down the highway, we see a billboard. If we're watching television, we see a commercial. If you go on Instagram, every woman is beautiful. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> and perfect. Yes. And every marriage and is perfect and their children are perfect and they live in a perfect home. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I think that that is the scary part. Like you said about, you know, there's access, there's so much access. You know, you yeah. remember when we had, you used to have to go, in order to find out something, you had to go research, you had to go to the library, you had to, there's so much access. <laughs> yeah. And even now, yeah. like I think about, I have a 13-year-old daughter, and she has she has access to so many things via, you know, technology, she's got everything you can think of. And, and you know, so it's constantly coming in. So and, and so and all of that is like invading just just one little you. So yeah, that's so much yeah. work that that you have to do to constantly remind yourself that because I do it all the time. I could I could say I could feel like hey I'm doing so much. Um, I feel like I'm accomplishing so much with the women that I'm working with and I'm and I'm and I'm, I really feel like this is purposeful work. And then I go look on Instagram and somebody's had another a workshop and a conference right, and, I, and I'm like I'm right. I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. I got to do more. <laughs> and but now that we're is what, <laughs> exactly exactly. Now yeah. I put myself in, in into that space and and that takes yeah. work. You know, I, yeah. even during my, so I, I didn't, I was going to share, and I, I don't know if you know, but so I had surgery to have my tumor removed three years ago and then, um, and, and started my business and things were, you know, just, just really felt like living in this purposeful space and then um, was re-diagnosed earlier this year and I just had another surgery. Yeah. So even during that time, um, I mean, that, that, this has been a very trying time because yeah. especially during this time, feeling like I wanted to be able to do so much more in my purpose and in my passion, but being challenged, you know, with my, with my medical challenge um, right. really has kind of like offset that. And eat, so that has taken a daily work to being okay with the process, being okay right. with this is right. where I am right now, and, um, and, and that there's another lesson in this whole experience that, that I'm still learning. <laughs> yeah, so. And not, yeah, yeah, and not feeling, you know, too overwhelmed or defeated, just to kind of throwing your hands up, you know, because right. sometimes we get, you know, we get these mental blocks that sometimes we need help to kind of, you know, surpass them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. So, um, so, so you mentioned your book. How can we get your book? You said it's called Tell the Whole Story. Yes, tell the whole story. Um, embrace your journey to become amazing on purpose. So it was uh, self-published last September, September 2016. So it's just been a little over self, a year. Self, self-published, right? Yes, self-published. Yes. Wow. Um, and so it it is available on Amazon, but it's also available on my website, www.davidagarfield.com. Okay. And I have an something amazing that I'm just another project that I'm just super proud of. It's something that I wanted to do for the last um, couple of years, and was going to put it off even for this year because of my health challenges. But I just feel like going into the new year, it was just so important. So I told you I'm a I'm a, I'm a plan freak. I love making plans. I yeah. love you know really um, 
uh, working with women to help them make plans. Because um, sometimes I can't see it if I don't see it in a, in a plan or written down somewhere. Right. I can't. You know, you should visualize it. I love. I do vision board workshops, and, and I love that whole idea and that concept of creating this visual representation of what you want for yourself, your goals, your dreams. But I believe that, you know, if it's not backed with an action plan, then it's just a pretty picture. You know, it's just something nice <laughs> to look right. at. Um, right. But, um, but if, you know, you back it with an action plan and you give yourself deadlines and some sense of accountability, you watch those things actually really come to into into fruition. So I uh, created a goal planner. So it's a it's a twelve month calendar uh, monthly planner, but it is um, focused on your goals and kind of merging that the concept that I can reach my goals and still do everyday life. You know, because we have to do everyday life. We got to go to the market. We got to take care of our kids. Right. We have to go to work and all of those things. But we, you know, oftentimes those things will will you know they'll kind of take over and we won't necessarily always have our goals on our mind. So this monthly planner is called Achieve Your Amazing Goals Planner, um, 2018 edition, because I think it's just the start. But it really allows you to um, kind of plan your your day and your your whole year, your your year, but your day and your your weeks and your time, um, all focused on your big picture. You know, focus on that. where you see yourself and, and really giving yourself um, credit as you go along, as you start to accomplish things, because I, I'm one for, you know, the whole year passed and I can't tell you what I did or, you know, did I, was I, did I do oh, the things right. I said I was going to do or, you know, but really taking that time to, to do your look back and saying, you know, here's what I did accomplish and, and give yourself that credit so that yeah. you can use that as fuel to, to, to keep going and, and get to the, you know, to your real big picture or your real big goal. So I'm excited that that planner is um, it's out now. So um, and that too can be um, found on my website www.davidagarfield.com. Nice, awesome! Congratulations on that. Thank you. So um, before before we um, wrap up the interview, I I do want to stop a moment and and just tell you thank you and tell you how much I appreciate you. I appreciate the work that you're doing. I appreciate your spirit. Um, I appreciate your energy. I, 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 I felt your love um, at the Girlfriend's Prayer Breakthrough Breakfast. Um, your daughter is beautiful and lovely. And, <laughs> and, and I would just encourage you, Davida, to keep going because you are, as you know, and this is not something that you don't know, but you're impacting women and you're being an upstanding example. And I need you and others do too. So thank you for the service that you're doing for our community. No, thank you so much. I, I just, I, I feel like it's just, it's, I always say it's cheating because, you know, you just, I didn't know that when you opened the space to just, you know, to be in the space with other, you know, that you would, you know, or you you opened the space to be positive that you would attract so many positive people. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, when we met, yes, yes, we met at Girlfriends Pray, but even my journey to Girlfriends Pray was because, you know, just, just opening the space. And putting myself in a position to not just be in the space, but to serve in the space. And, you know, so I want to thank you because you're, you know, you're doing a service to so many and you're giving a voice to, to, you know, some of us would not have a platform or we would not have the communities that we have if we didn't have people give us a space to have a voice and to really talk about the work that we're doing to really help Mm -hmm. and encourage each other. So it's a circle here. Like this is, you know, and, and, and I just, I love it. I'm grateful that I met you. I'm grateful. I'm just grateful that that whole event, although, you know, I didn't expect anything. (laughs) Anything. (laughs) less than amazing um 
with our dear D. Marshall, but it yes. was it was so powerful, and the women, you know, just in that space, and at a time where I said I'm just going to show up to serve, and yes. and I I didn't know, no one in that room know, knew, and I didn't know how much I needed to be in that space yes. right at that time. It was literally a week before my surgery, and and it, it just. Yeah, so it was such a blessing, and I, I'm proud of you as well. I watch what you're doing, and just proud, proud to just be in the space with another positive sister. So, um, oh, wonderful. I, you know, thank you. I well, as you, you close, you know. um, I just want to ask you how how would you encourage other women to be the to be the movement? I I we say join the movement, but I say let's take it a step further and let's become the movement be in the your movement. way. Yes, I, I think that you know it, it really starts with. Um, the defining and uh, defining and owning and being okay with who you are and where you are, you know, right, right where you are. You know, oftentimes we're like, I'm, this part of me is okay, but this part's not so okay. Mm-hmm. But if I am, if I love every part of me, the good, the bad, the not so good, and and I can own that then I can put myself in the space to figure out how can I use that to help somebody else. And it's, and, and, and it's not necessarily going to be a podcast. It's not necessarily going to be a book. It's not going to be, you know, a women's empowerment group. But whatever, you know, whatever you authentic, authentically offer to the world because you love and you own every part of you, I think is the movement. And I think that once we get that, like once we get that about, and it, it, and, and I get it, like it, it takes a lot. I'm like, I got to love this part of me that I don't really right. like, you know, like I got to love that. But it wasn't until I loved the whole me that then I, then I became the movement because, That's you know, true. we're often told to not, not to love those parts of ourselves and not to, right. you know, not to put spotlight on, on the parts of us that aren't so great that if we all took the time to say, you know what, I'm going to love every bit of me, you know, right now I'm not loving the fact that this disease has caused, has brought on 40 pounds, but I love every bit of me. So right. <laughs> once I, once I make that decision, then I am the movement because who can, who can stop me? And then I think that then it just becomes contagious because you then are, you give somebody else permission to love their whole self. So I think that that is, you know, that's the key. Awesome. Thank you so much, Davida. Thank you for bringing your energy and your wisdom and your love to the Norispeak audience. I really appreciate it. This was so fun. Thank you. I wish you all the best. um, And thank you to you and your audience. Thank you again for listening to the Norispeaks podcast. Be on the lookout for another episode coming at you fresh next week. And as always, If you want to learn more about me and the work that I do, visit my website, norazahira.com. Or if you have a listener question that you would like me to answer on air, you can email me at questions at norazahira.com. You can also follow me on Facebook at norazahiramohammed and on Instagram at norazz20. I'll be sure to include links to the above in today's show notes. If this show has value to you, please like and subscribe and share it out with family and friends. And be sure to check out previous episodes. And remember, don't just join the movement, be the movement. Stay in peace.